Welcome back, everybody. This has been uh, another long hiatus from Peakton College and, and Craig and I, uh, but this is episode 18, 1-8. We are close to uh, to episode 20. At, at what point, Craig, do you want to call the, the, the episode season two? Because right now we're still in season Ooh. one. It's a long season. But. Let, let's call it... Um... 2023 let's finish it up with with 2022 okay just however many episodes we get through until 2023 yeah yeah okay what if it okay yeah we'll try to get to 20 episodes then how about that yeah let's try to get to 20 let's make it an even number Um, so we're at episode 18 you know hey not bad you know it's been uh been over the span of a, a decent amount of time chronologically, but hey, nobody's asking those kind of questions. So we're happy to be here. Uh, happy that that Craig and I are still friends over over this long long time. I actually saw we saw saw each other uh, in person. Uh, shout out Nate Morehouser and Eden uh, Morehouser now uh, at their wedding, and uh, we we thought wedding. about trying to do like a live show, but you know that might have been difficult. So yeah, and you're in the wedding party, so you have responsibilities and. Thing, important things to do have to have to look good and, and get all ready so didn't work out but yeah it was fun to see you it's been, it's been a long long time yeah like physically seeing you not counting realize it's been like super yeah, long like a couple of years sense. and realize that doesn't really count you can barely even like talk to each other or, yeah, yeah. I, I thought the wedding was a good time yeah. did you have fun at the wedding wedding was so much fun yeah so just in general the last couple months i've had I think, yeah five weddings in the last two months um we had a stretch where I had four in in a week, or sorry, no, four in, in three weeks, sorry. Because I, I had Nate's on a Saturday. The following Friday, my sister got married, and I had another wedding that Saturday. So I went three in, three in two weeks, and then had one the next week. So it's been, it's been wild. It's been a ton of fun. My liver and my cholesterol are not doing great. Um, but, hey, we're, it's, it's going to be salad week this week, so um, – but yeah, no, Nate and Eden's wedding was, was super cool. I thought that venue was awesome. It was like kind of a remote place in, in Iowa and just this like fancy dinner venue. It was awesome. Like, I don't even know how, how would you describe it? Very eclectic. Yeah. I would describe it as like a, a gigantic chessboard, like the one from Harry Potter, you know, the whole yeah. floor was like plaid or checkered white and black, very pretty venue. Uh, they did yeah. a good job with like the setup and the decorations. Uh, genius idea too, for the, for those people that own that building to just like, buy a building, you know, maybe build off it a little bit, but like setting up like a wedding venue and just renting that shit out like every week over like yep. the sum- spring and summer and fall. It's like total cash cow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think, I think I heard too, that that was the first wedding that they did there. So, um, you know, everything was pretty smooth, but I there's definitely <laughs> should be more weddings there. Cause it was a pretty sweet place. Yeah. I don't even want to know, like getting into all wedding planning and that stuff, like how much you have to fork over for event, like one night in a venue. So it's like, that's such a good way to just get just rack up the cash. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, I feel like you could also like if you're a simple person, you could also build like a little side house or something to live out of, like one of those like homes on the side. You know, as long as it's like out of the way of all pictures and all that kind of stuff, like you could easily live right on the on the venue yeah. premises. No, for sure. Yeah, that's a really good idea. Were they at you the know, wedding? Like, were they partying with us? I don't remember. I know they were there like beforehand, but I didn't see if they stayed or not. The family or yeah, like the two owners. They're like. A little older than us. Did you even know who they were and recognize them? No idea. They're like a little older than us, and they're like hanging around for a little bit before. And I don't know if they stuck around the whole time or or what. But Dang. you we you would not be the our, guy to ask, I guess. Yeah, we need to take our revenue from this show and, and invest in in a wedding venue. wedding venue. Yeah, I'm down. I'm yeah. down for that. Um, Actually, there there are a lot of perks though to doing that kind of thing. Um, I have a, a friend who like wants to do that someday because like one one perk you could do is like if you start 
like ordering all the booze. You can like, you know, build relationships with like liquors, you know, sellers and then like get access to like rare like whiskey or other rare liquors that like a normal person can't have access to. So it's like definitely like a very good side gig. That's the, that's the biggest perk to you is just getting access to those rare whiskeys. Oh yeah. That'd be so cool. I mean, yeah, like, yeah, revenue stream would be cool and having a place for, you know, big parties would be awesome, but there's, there's a lot of perks. I think biggest perk for me would be like access to uh like beer signage and like neon signs and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I All love neon stuff. signs. I would love to just have like a wall full of neon signs. Yeah. No, hundred percent. All that stuff. My dad had like a badass Budweiser one. Like one of the, you know how there's like old neon signs and new neon signs. Like now they're just like, like led lights kind of plasticky. And there's like the old ones that are like glass. Yeah. Like my dad had like this awesome Budweiser one. I think he sold it like a few years ago. So that was depressing. But, um, but yeah, I think like getting like authentic old neon signs, getting your hands on those is really tough. You look on like online and stuff. They're super expensive. Yeah. It's absurd. And uh, to bring up your parents, I met David's parents in person, which was super fun. Oh, yeah. awesome. I couldn't believe that was the first time. Like you didn't meet him at like move in or move out or anything like that. No, no. Cause I, I would never, I don't think we ever lived in the same dorm. Yeah. I guess it just kind of shows you, you're, you're not really, you know, willing to offer a lending hand on, on move in or move out. So that just kind of shows you're kind of a scumbag, I guess. Some yeah, say. I guess I'm a scumbag, <laughs> but I never helped you either. So we're even. Yes. <laughs> um, so with all those weddings that you go to, would you say that, uh, would you say that you got any inspiration on either what to do or what not to do, uh, in, in your upcoming wedding? Yeah. I mean, I think it's, I think what's like fun is like, you kind of get to see the, I think the vibe of the couple couple is pretty like normally reflected. Like that, that, that I thought Nate Eden's wedding was like super Nate Eden, like just them. Um, and so like, obviously there's a lot of things like I'm not Nate Eden, you know, just for an example. So like we have a very different venue. Um, but like, it, it's, it's cool to see like what, what people really like want to focus on and stuff like that. So definitely got some really good ideas. Um, at Nate Neen's wedding in particular, I thought their play, the playlist was fire. Like, so much fun. Now, that dance was awesome. Yeah, so, they had good yeah, dance and music for sure. Yeah, it's it's kind of fun to just, like, go and, and see different things. Um, and, you know, like, my, my sister's wedding was a ton of fun. The other weddings um, that I went to were also super fun. So, all very different. Um, no one else's was in kind of in a prairie like Nate Neen's. One was at a golf course. One was at kind of just, like, a, an, event, uh, an event space. So, yeah, lots of good ideas. Hey, kind of, it's kind of weird how you notice that as you get older, like you start, you go to weddings and you start picking up on things like that you like or don't like, instead of just going to a wedding when you were like a kid, just kind of miserable to be there. And like, you're just kind of in and out, you know, as quick as you yeah. can. But like, as you're an adult, like you're going, you're socializing, you're dancing, you're drinking, like you're kind of picking up on things you like. And I think that's a, a cool thing about going to weddings as an adult is kind of picking up on those things. Yeah, for sure. It's funny you say that too. Like I didn't go to like any weddings as a kid. I went to one. Like my second wedding ever was like two years ago. Yeah. I don't remember going to a lot of weddings either besides like family, obviously like close okay, family. Yeah. Otherwise, like, no, I didn't go to a lot either. I don't know if that's like uh just, I didn't have the opportunity or is like, as more weddings. Have you noticed that a lot of weddings are like adult only weddings as yeah. we've gotten older? Yeah. 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 I feel like that's a, a trend, but also, um, I don't, we're not going to have kids at our wedding. So, um, I feel like that's always a tough thing to like juggle because I've thought about that too. Like, I don't want kids at my wedding cause they're, they're just kind of in the way. And like, you know, you don't want criers or you don't want people like throwing shit around or I don't know, ruining anything. But, <laughs> but at the same time, like you don't want, 
people that you want at the wedding not to go because of their kids. You know what I mean? Right. Like they all, no kids are able to come then we have to stay and can't, can't go to the wedding. Cause you don't want that either. So I've, I've like juggled with the idea of like having a little daycare at your wedding kind of. Yeah. I don't know. Just having like a separate room that like someone will take, like take care of all the kids the whole time. Like bring in Not like super a, smart. a third party, like nanny or something that doesn't care about the wedding itself. You're, you're full of business ideas today. Yeah, so that would be a good idea too, like just being like a chaperone at weddings or something, like a, baby, a step-in babysitter or something. Yeah, no, that's super smart. I think, or just in terms of like, we're like for for us, we're pretty lucky. Like, I have one of my best buddies from high school. He has a kid, um, but like other than that, like nobody in my family has any kids. None of my other, you know, like college friends have kids. My family's super small, and Sophia's family, like, there's a couple of small people or like younger people, but like high schoolish. And like, so they're not, you know, like they're, they're going to get invited, but, um, yeah, it's, we, we don't have a ton of kids that are, we're super close to. So it makes it easier. Did you find that? Like, I've always thought about this for weddings too. Did you find it difficult when you're like sitting down trying to hash out the invite list? Like you obviously like set aside your family, you have certain spots and people have like either big families, small families, or like totally different size families as their, as their significant other. And then you're like trying to figure out like which which like people in your life like make the cut, which don't like your life changes so fast when you're like 16 to 25, 26. So like a lot of people come in and out. So is, has that been difficult? Yeah, it's super hard. Yeah. And it's it's tough, too, because like we lived in Louisville for a while. So we have like our Louisville friends, but like we don't live in Louisville anymore. Um, so like we haven't seen those people in a long time. We we're still pretty close, like all of our college friends, um, because I feel like, you know, that was that was pretty recent um i'm still i still keep in touch with a lot of high school people so it, it is really hard to kind of like figure that out and then to like family friends like that that's hard too to be like i haven't seen this person in a long time but like they're close to my parents that, that whole discussion is uh it, fortunately it, it was really you know all that went pretty smooth but like it's it's like stressful to figure out or just even being like oh like this person like is really important to me or like this person like you know, it's, it's hard to like put people in a line. Like it sucks. Yeah. Yeah. That's a tough thing because, because you want to like an ideal world, you want like everybody that you've ever met or ever made an impact on your life. But like when it comes down to it, that's not the reality of the situation. I think, I think a lot of the times people take like in your shoes, when you're like making that list or make like cutting people from the list, like you take so much that like you take it so hard like and it's such a difficult thing for you to do but really like people on the other side of things probably like completely understand and don't even think twice of it you know so yeah. it's like you put so much stress on yourself but when reality like everyone's adults in the situation everyone knows like it's not cheap to have a wedding so like you, you got to do what you got to do no for sure that that's that, that actually my grinds my gears is just like the expectations of a wedding are so high and then like there's just always inherently like disappointment um which is like not not, not like in terms of like like, I don't, I don't think my wedding will be a disappointment or Sophie and I's wedding will be like a disappointment, but like people are, can always feel left out or, um, you know, it's, it's expensive or, you know, our weddings in Chicago. So like a lot of people have to travel. Um, and so then people can be, you know, salty about that or whatever. So there's just, it, there's a lot of, a lot of pressure for, for one day. That's a, uh, you kind of hinted at something too. That's a good point. Like a lot of people will be either like bitching about something or like dissatisfied or something like if you so say you make this huge long like list you cut like all these important people that you think like are important in your life you cut them out to get these other people invited and then like half the people invited are just like complaining about some aspect of the yeah, wedding like the food or something this sucks this food sucks like it's not open bar like the hotel's expensive like, and then you're just like 
you know, I could have like these 40 people or whatever would have been so happy with like any situation, you know? Right. Exactly. Yeah. So that's a difficult thing too. I mean, maybe just look at the list and see like which people like won't complain and then just, you know, invite <laughs> just, those people. Yeah. Do, do you, you think get, you might get removed from the list then, David? <laughs> do you think you go off of like seriously though? Think about this. Do you think you go a little bit off of vibes? Like, say there's two people like towards the bottom of the list that like they're right on the cut line, you know, going into the invite season, the save the date season. Super fun. Do you go off of vibes? Like this person, they're both equally important in my life, but this person would be way more fun at a wedding. So I'm going to invite this person. That is funny. I, I, I haven't thought about that too much. I don't think we've, I know we're still kind of a little bit figuring out the list because we, we have a little bit smaller venue, but um, we haven't, we haven't cut anyone because they're not fun or bumped anyone in because they are super fun but maybe i need to reconsider yeah just something to consider i don't know you don't want to yeah. you don't want to kill the vibe you know with I, I, I will say i do think we have we have a lot of fun friends though so i'm not i'm not too worried about vibes like not being fun if that makes sense yeah that's a good point yeah you're, you're the you only think... negative person on the list right now so. <laughs> don't feel pressure to invite me either like that's like what this whole discussion is about i'll try not to take it personally um that's the thing too like that i would always like worry not necessarily worry about but think about like your high school friends meshing with your college friends and your, your after college friends what do you think about that i so i i think a lot of people hate it i love that kind of stuff what meshing um, people together yeah like just seeing how it pans out and being like oh like i bet like like uh you know listener joe schlick like i feel like you and joe are gonna have a fun time at my wedding like yeah. so i'm down i'm down to chill with fun. joe schlick for sure I think it's fun to like see, you know, who, who's gonna, who's gonna have a ton of fun together. So yeah, what, what, what's your take on that though? No, I agree. I think I think there a beautiful thing can happen when you merge like your two friend groups together. The problem is, I think that sometimes you have more fun than like your friends. Sometimes like your friends might not love it as much because I think you get like territorial. Maybe like you're like yeah. that's my friend. Like that, that happens to me sometimes. You know, when I'm like hanging with a buddy's other friends, you're kind of just like a little salty about it. Like. You're excited to kind of mesh with the group and see like, oh, how do they get along with like their other friends? Like, how do they act around their other friends? Like, and it's cool to be like, well, I like this person. You like this person. Like, we should like each other then. It makes sense. Right, right. But at the same time, like, I don't know, you get a little territorial with it. So like some of my favorite moments of my whole life are when like my high school and college friends meshed, you know, like at relays yeah. or or just bringing like college friends back home like that. That's always been fun. Yeah. No, it's awesome. Do you have a, a pretty good high school squad that you still keep in touch with? Yeah, it's a pretty tight group, I would say, like a small, smaller circle. But yeah, I'm still still close with all those guys. And it's been hard, like if with everybody moving away, I would say like, yeah, I think we're not maybe as amazingly close as we were in high school. But I think that's part of like just being an adult and having friends as an yeah. adult is like you talk to people less, but like things don't change. No, for sure. It's It's like me and you, like we might see each other in person like once a year. We do this podcast like maybe once a month and but every time we talk it just feels like the old days i guess yeah no for sure just chilling on a porch yeah some brews. like it doesn't feel any different than that to me so those no. are the kind of friendships that like you, you cherish in life i guess, i would say yeah for sure just this weekend i think that's kind of a good good segue into this past weekend i went to uh jackie and i went to a concert a country concert uh luke holmes and uh, i was in down, downtown omaha and uh Jackie, this is how it all started. Jackie and I were just golfing like three months ago. And I posted a little snap story of it with like a little location track, whatever, like some course, Omaha, Nebraska. And this girl from my high school, shout out Bailey J. She responded to the story and she still is back in Milwaukee. 
she responded and was like, you guys live in Omaha? And I was like, yeah, we live here. And she was like, well, like I'm coming to Omaha and going to a con- the Luke Combs concert with a couple friends. So she was like, do you guys want to come? And I was just like, damn, like I haven't seen Bailey in like probably seven years. That's crazy. But, like the fact that she like invited me is really cool of her. Like she's very nice. She's always been yeah. super nice and like inclusive. So I'm like, we should just go like that. This would be fun. So Jackie and I like said we'd go and she bought us tickets and we went out to dinner like with all her friends beforehand and went to the concert and it was like a bunch of her friends and then us and and everyone was like super nice and caring and like inclusive so we had like a great time but oh yeah it just shows like what no go ahead go ahead i was gonna say it just like it was a good example to me of like not that i would ever like burn a bridge with her by any means but like never never like burn any bridges from like people of your past or don't like cut people out because like any opportunity like that could present itself where i got to see her after a long time and like it went it was really fun and it went really yeah. well so it's like keep like keep relationships that you have in the past because you never know like when you'll see them again or when you can like hang out with them again i guess 100 percent. yeah it's it, there's a it's kind of funny i had a similar kind of example in in college where at a high school buddy we were super tight had ton classes and then just like first few years of college, we didn't really just keep in touch that much. Just because it was, I mean, it's, you know, we're all college and our own stuff. We were both studying abroad at the same time. And we ended up like doing a few trips together and backpacked. And it was, we just, just like back to me like best buddies. It was so much fun. Yeah. See, that's really cool. Like you probably never, th- going into studying abroad, you probably never thought like you would no. even see him. We're just, yeah, exactly. And then it just like worked out one time. I'm like, hey, like, why don't we like, we're our programs. And at the same time, why don't we like backpack together for two, two weeks? And so we did. awesome that's awesome that's awesome to see and that's that's a cool thing too as you get older is like i obviously moved away to go to school like six hours away from home which was hard hard on me and i think it was hard on my friends like they might never admit it but like i think it was hard for me to move away because i was like the only one at the time to move away but now they're like when i do go home which is like a few times a year like they my closest friends like make time for me and like go out of their way to try to see me and we'll hang out and it's like we could sit on the couch and just like shoot the shit for hours and it it's just like makes my heart happy you know like it makes yeah. it makes it feel full again i don't know yeah david david needs a warm heart a full heart yeah yeah sometimes it gets cold you know it gets gets that cold cold heart so it needs like some needs to be pumped with some blood or something some like bright that. bulbs yeah um it's officially flannel season so i'm rocking a flannel i like you know, it what are your what are your thoughts are you are you a big fall guy um i do like fall yeah i hate the cold weather but i i mean i love football i love going out in the yard just like throwing throwing the pigskin around um and like the you know the the 50 60 degree weather like i love that um just when it gets colder that's when i don't like it so i really do like fall i'm a big final guy i'm rocking a timberwolves shirt and hat right now because we're like a weekish into this season so um but i have been wearing a lot of final yeah i was thinking about you uh the other day i you know i brought in from from the uh storage closet the the old pigskin and I just carry it around like I just, you know, high and tight in the living room. I spin it around my finger like a basketball and kind of just, you know, do the little flips and motions and hold it and, and pump fake. And, you know, Jackie gets pissed, but I just like holding the football. And like I really miss having somebody to just run routes and, and you know, sling the pigskin. So if you could come visit and run some routes for me, bring your cleats out and cleats and gloves, that would be good. That'd be awesome. I don't, I don't know if I have cleats anymore, but um, I, can, I can find some. You got to dig them out. Those orange and blue ones. I remember which ones you used to wear. You got to find those. <laughs> yeah, those were those were super ugly and, and noisy, but um, those were good times on the field. Good times, yeah. Are you, are you a Halloween person? I'm glad you asked. No, no, I'm not. A, I'm not a big Halloween person. I think uh, 
I think it has a lot to offer. I think, um, but me personally, as as Halloween has got as I've gotten older, I think Halloween's lost its lust for me. You know, uh, I'm a big candy guy, so I used to love to trick or treat, but uh, I'm not I'm not really like creative or good at figuring out like what to go as for Halloween. So I never like I get anxiety about like what costume to wear. Yeah. Uh, so I think as I've gotten older, that's gotten harder, but, but like, it's kind of a, a double-edged sword, you know, like it sucks to have to like figure out a costume and have to like do that, but you get to go out to the bars and drink with a bunch yeah. of other people in costumes. So that's a cool yeah. aspect of Halloween. What are your thoughts? Are you a big Halloween guy? I love Halloween. Yeah. yeah. Now, now that like, I'm, I'm, I'm going to say I'm an adult. I'm not really an adult, but I mean, kind of, but like post-college, you know, it is fun to like have a little bit more time on our hands to be able to like, I, I like thinking of costume stuff. Um, we had a really fun group costume last night. We did a bar crawl. We were TSA security guards and I built a, uh, a metal detector with some PVC pipe. Um, and so we like, there's like eight of us all in like blue uniforms and we had like a scanner and stuff. And we'd like, we were at the bar, um, and we'd like have people come through and then we'd stop them, you know, scan them down, gave some free, free pat downs if they wanted it. Um, that kind of stuff. So that, that was a fun costume. The pat downs easy. didn't get you in trouble with Sophia. No, we, <laughs> we well, I actually didn't, but uh, some members of our group did. So were, uh, were, you, were you screaming at people? I hope to get the yeah, real authentic, yeah, bit, yeah. authentic feeling. We would have had some like air horns if we weren't in, in the bar, but Sophia was actually part of the costume too. So um, she, I've, she noti- too. I've noticed as we've gotten older, people are like really polarized on their feelings with halloween i think like yeah. when you're a kid everyone loves halloween you know right. you, you yeah. love dressing up you love trick-or-treating you love candy but like as you get older it's like you either like it or you hate it and I, i'm on the hate side of things but i completely understand like why people like it like it's fun to dress up and when i when we were in college like we had this thing called halloween stumble did you ever go to that i didn't know our like pharmacy fraternity put it on and it was always like a big I, big yeah. deal so like one, the first, it would be four different houses. It'd be like a ball bar crawl basically. But the first house would be a keg. The second house would be wine. The third house would be shots. And the fourth house would be jungle juice. So that was like my favorite event of the whole year. Like putting yeah. on a costume with a bunch of other people like at Drake going and bouncing like house to house. That was so much fun. But I don't know why, like I'm so bitter about it now, I guess. Like as we're talking about it, I think I like hate it a little bit less, but I'm, al- <laughs> I'm also not a scary movie guy. So I think that might be I'm the reason same, why I don't yeah. like Halloween. That's a good point. We've got a, a lot of fun, like decorations in our neighborhood, um, which is, which gets me in the mood too. Or like, I mean, we don't, we don't have decorations, but like there's sort of a bunch of spiders or like there's some, there's a couple massive skeletons or like werewolves. So that, that always gets me in the mood too. I, I just like an excuse to dress up and drink it. It, you know, makes it feel like it's a, yeah. you know, a college an event. So. Yeah, no, I think that's, I think that's a valid reason why to like it. So if you could only pick one as a, not an official would you rather segment, but would you rather be an adult, dress up, and go like on a bar crawl? Or would you rather be a kid again, dress up, Ooh. and go trick-or-treating? Okay, that's a good that, – that's tough because I did really like trick-or-treating, but I will say an adult. I think adult – Halloween is an adult holiday in my mind, and it is an amazing one. Like, I think I think Halloween is more for adults. Yeah. I didn't realize that as a kid. Yeah, you definitely don't realize that as a kid, because like when you go trick or treating, like my parents never dressed up or anything like I don't you know, that was never a thing. So I always thought it was just for kids. And then like as you get older, you figure out like, oh, it's actually like an occasion for everyone to go out and drink together. It's kind of like uh, what is it called? Like uh, Blackout Wednesday, like the day before Thanksgiving, when you go back home and like everyone goes out like that's like an adult holiday, you know, so 
I don't Are you know. doing blackout Wednesday this year? No, I'm not going home for Thanksgiving, so I don't think I'm doing it. Yeah, okay. uh, we're we're staying here for Thanksgiving, and then I have to work on Friday, which sucks. You know, yeah, I've never tough. worked a Black Friday in my life. I don't think. No shopping so, for you. Yeah, so no shopping for me. I got to go back to work. I, uh, everybody, pretty much everybody, requested off, so I kind of caught the short sense. end of the stick on that one. But going home for Christmas, so that'll be fun. Cool. Yeah. I'm a huge Christmas guy. We'll we'll have to have an episode before Christmas yeah. and, and to get in the Christmas spirit, but. Man, I love I love Christmas. That's that's my favorite time of year. No, it's a, it's the best. Yeah, it's my favorite holiday. Yeah, it's a, the music. The music's amazing. <laughs> the vibes are amazing. Immaculate Christmas Ooh. cookies, Christmas movies. When when is it acceptable in your eyes to listen to Christmas music? Are we close? See, I love Christmas music, but I'm an after Thanksgiving guy. Okay. Yeah, I think I it's think disrespectful to. It's disrespectful to to the Native Americans and the Pilgrims to listen to Christmas music before Thanksgiving. I think. <laughs> I guess, Dave, you're all about respect. I don't know what you, what your thoughts are on that, but that's my take on that. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I don't love Christmas music as much, um, but I definitely, I'm an after Thanksgiving kind of guy. I think that's when it's, when yeah. it's right. You still have like a month. You got like yeah. a month window, which is yeah. which is adequate, I think. Yeah. When I used to work like retail pharmacy, dude, they would start playing the Christmas music like November 1st, and it would just be like on repeat, the same that's shit brutal. over and over. And I think a lot of people I work retail, like full time, like hate Christmas because of that, oh, yeah. like music. Like everyone I worked with at the pharmacy was like, they were so bitter about Christmas and Christmas music. And that's a really sad thing. They're like retail life can take that out of you because that's that's a joy that everyone should share, except for, you know, Jewish people. <laughs> yeah, or a lot of other religions that don't celebrate <laughs> yeah. Christmas. But <laughs> yeah, I know. But that was just the one that I could think of real quick. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, you're not a scary movie guy either, right? Um, I'm like, I'm pretty lukewarm. Like I'll watch maybe one of you. I actually haven't watched one. Um, so I, I'm okay. I, I'm like good for, for one, one spooky season, but I'm, I'm not super into them. I don't know. I just, I don't hate being scared, but I don't know. I, sometimes I just give me the heebie jeebies and I don't, I don't love that. I hate being scared. I hate being like jumped out at or like jump, yeah. like in the, on the movie, like being jumped at, being startled, having my, like. Heart rate super high. I don't like that. You know, I, I don't no. like that feeling. Uh, are you a haunted house guy? I used to like him. I haven't been in one in a long time, so I, I don't know how I feel about that as an adult. I think I've only they ever been to one. I've okay. only ever been to one, I think, and it was like the, a miserable experience. I knew I would hate it, and then I went and I hated it, and I vowed to never go back. Because you were just like scared. Yeah, like I don't know. You're you're uh-huh. you're you're not like scared because you know that like they're just people like us that are just dressed up screaming at you, but like. It just startles you so much and like your heart rate is like you're feel like you're gonna have a heart attack and like it's exploding out of your chest every turn you take around that haunted house like for me that's not entertainment like i i understand people that like to like be startled and, and jumped at and screamed at but for me like i, I want to go into a haunted house and start swinging yeah no that makes sense i think it was a fun thing in like high school you know because then you go with a you know, group of people and like you know that was fun but yeah. i think that's something i probably won't do a ton of as an adult it was a good time to like comfort a girl, you know, that, that you had a yeah. crush on or something. Yeah, exactly. Oh, it's looking a little, a little cold. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's a little chilly. Give him your, give him your sweatshirt and, you know, yeah. be a, be a comforting soul there. So that's, <laughs> that's definitely something that's something I realized kind of with haunted houses is like, as I got older, I was just like, if you don't like shit, you don't have to do it. Like, no. I always felt so pressured to do stuff when I was younger, like just cause I had like such bad FOMO, but now it's just like, if I don't like it, I'm not going to do it. Right. Like, why are you going to make yourself miserable? I started blocking people on social media because I'm just like, 
if I don't like them and they annoy me, like I'm just gonna delete them or block them. Because yeah, why do you, you need, need those bad them. vibes in your life? Right. Earlier, David was like, "Don't don't remove anyone from your life because you never know when you're gonna have fun with them." Now he's like, <laughs> "I don't want to hear anyone say anything on social media." Well, no, that's no. I true. get the difference though, especially on. I mean, you follow a lot more people probably on social media than like you know you consider friends. So. But I'm not even talking about like people like I don't block or unfollow necessarily like a lot of people I know. It's a lot of like celebrities or or like so I follow like Barstool Sports on Twitter, you know, so because yeah. I, I like like some of the stuff they put out. But then they'll like put out some of their like employees content that I just can't stand and I'll just block them or mute like those specific accounts. That it's made sense. me like it made it's made me a lot happier because like I don't scroll and I'm like oh my god I hate this person like I have to see him again I just right. mute them and then I don't see him anymore. No, that's smart, good, good feature. Yeah, great feature. Check out the mute button. <laughs> um, all right, let's see. You got any other Halloween talk? I think that's it. Um, have you have you ever gone apple picking? Yeah, I, there was a lot of orchards kind of up by where I grew up. So yeah, like I like orchards. We didn't go this year um being in the city but i would have um just with weddings it just didn't work out um but yeah no, i like apple orchards you got a good frame for apple picking you're real tall lengthy guy i mean you could put sophia on your shoulders and then you guys yeah. make like a, a mega you can take pictures you know yeah yeah are you, are you an orchard guy uh i haven't been to an apple orchard in a while but great fall vibes great fall picture vibes yeah. um i like a pump a good pumpkin patch uh yeah Apparently the the pumpkin patch around here, I've you know I've asked some coworkers about it, asked Jackie about it, and it's like this really waspy uh, pumpkin patch. You know, it's like okay. it's basically like a a fall attraction. Like uh, there's a lot of things to do, stuff to do, huh. but it's like fifty bucks to get in, and then like everything you want to do there is like ten to twenty bucks. More bucks, yeah. So it's like I don't have the means for that right now, but maybe in a couple of years. Yeah, my one my one rant about apple orders, I will say, corn mazes are stupid. That is the biggest waste of my time. That's the only that's the only fall thing I'm like super against. What are your what, why do you have such bad vibes with corn mazes? I don't know. It's just, it's just a waste of time. Like, can you not think like why would I want to just waste my time wandering around lost? Yeah, I actually got lost in a corn maze like two years ago when we went, and it was t- pretty terrifying. Yeah, you, yeah, you you just like then you, just so there's so many better things that we could be doing with our time than than getting lost, and then like if you do get lost. Like then you're stressed, your heart rate goes up, you're not having fun. It's it's terrible. If it was at night or like oh, a haunted corn maze, I would lose my shit in there, dude. <laughs> that would actually I think my, I think my mistake out. my mistake was I like walked into the corn maze, like outside of the, the trail to pee, and then I got lost trying to get back. It is scary. But I think you, you say like it's a waste of time. I think that that's maybe the point of corn mazes. I think no, it, like, is. it is. Yeah. Like you just like put these people to the corn maze and like entertain them for like 30 minutes or an hour. And you're just hoping like people will be attracted to this place just because there's a corn maze and like something for them to do for a little bit. But. Yeah, just it's, it's a bad business proposal on my end. Like let's make people waste time. Yeah. Well, then maybe they need to add some flair to the corn maze. Like yeah. maybe every couple turns, you have like a little stand for for lemonade or, or si- apple cider or, you know, I don't know, something like that. Booze. Yeah. I could, I could get on board with a boozy corn maze. Why don't we implement, like, why hasn't anybody implemented a booze to the, to the trick or treat scene? Like mm-hmm. uh, people hand out, you know, shooters or <laughs> beers, like, you know, like at marathons, they have those tables of like water or Gatorade or whatever. Yeah, they should do like tables of like a little bit of beer or a little bit of spiked cider. Like, I don't know. 
that'd be super fun. I feel like an ID man today. You know, I got these all these ideas. Yeah, yeah, you are. I guess I, I mean, only concern with this is that you know you could get drugged pretty easily. But I mean, I guess it's kind of the same with. I, I don't want to be that person because I, you yeah. see those like tweets about like the candy like that doesn't happen like it's so rare yeah you're in the vibe you're in the vibe being the the worried mom about yeah you know, sorry getting, getting I, I take it back and... i take it back i'm all about the booze i like seeing the tweets where it's like watch your kids candy like i found a glock in my kids snickers and it's like a snickers ripped in half with like a a pistol in the middle i don't know those always make me laugh yeah. <laughs> have you ever speaking of like irrational fears have you always been have you ever been like irrationally scared of uh like filling gas the only reason I say that is like not as like a woman how like they can't fill up their gas tank at night because like there's scumbag guys out there. But like as a guy, I've read like or seen those Facebook videos or articles of like people putting little like nails on like the gas things with like drugs on the tip of the nail or something. So you like go to grab the gas handle and it pricks you and then you have like hep C or some shit. Have you ever seen that? No, that's that's messed up. Yeah. But now, now maybe you'll think twice every time you go grab the gas. Yeah, you ruined my, yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm always worried I'm going to get AIDS from every, like, gas station pump, gas pump. So I'm always just – I want you to start thinking about that too. Okay. I'm going to start wearing gloves, I guess. And I've seen, like, at the either at the gas station or the convenience store where they, like, put the little card reader on top of the card reader so it, like, steals all your information every time you swipe your card. You seen that? No. But, the, like, okay, that like, you can just cancel a credit card. That's not – you just – you can't just steal yeah. money when you do that. Yeah, I think getting your card so stolen or, or losing your card is like a, I think it's less of a problem than I thought it was as like growing yeah. up. You know, I thought it was going to be like the biggest problem in my life. But like you said, you can just cancel the card, I think. Pretty and, easily. <laughs> and they like they want you to put money on the card. So they send you one like as soon as possible. Yeah. So like they'll, it'll be there next day or two. So I, and I get it's a huge inconvenience, but like it, I'm never worried about like them stealing my information and then like I lose like a thousand dollars because I know. That's what the credit card and the banks like they, they, they just take that, you know. Yeah, I'm not worried about that either. I don't even have a thousand dollars to steal, so <laughs> um, no, but actually, now that you mention it, well, I think losing on that same track, maybe losing a card, like li- leaving it at a restaurant or bar is not that big of a deal, but like losing your whole wallet, that would be a problem. Yeah, no, that, that that's way worse. Way that's worse. a way worse problem for sure. Yeah, yeah, I got so I think I have my social security card in my wallet, like. I have a lot of stuff in my wallet. That Why do you carry your social security card in your wallet? You just never know. You, well, when you work for the federal government, like they ask for that stuff all the time, I think, oh. like at least when you start. So I, now I can probably take it out comfortably and keep it. Yeah, in put that in your sock drawer or something. Yeah. yeah. I need a safe, I think. I need a little safe. One of those like fireproof safes. I'm surprised you don't have a safe. You strike me as a safe guy. No. <laughs> do you have a safe? Gen- no, no, no. Just, yeah, I need to a get a gun. Distrust of, of humans. I need a gun and then a safe to put like my gun, my passport, and my social security card, so I can like feel like El Chapo, you know. Moving to Nebraska was good for you and your brand. Yeah, I think so. Uh, one thing I was thinking about you you kind of jog my my memory on the whole card discussion there. Uh, do you think that it's possible? I have kind of a conspiracy theory that banks like slowly just charge you like more and more, little by little on your card so like amounts that you never really notice so the reason that i'm saying that and and i'll try to make it more make more sense here is like i have a bit like my credit card bill right it's a certain total and then i pay off my credit card bill but like it takes a couple days to process and i'm like buying stuff in the process of like groceries gas 
whatever. And then it's just like, is a constant cycle where they could just be charging me more and more. And like, I never like compare the costs and, and how much I paid and how much I've spent and how much they've charged to like, see if it equates out. I don't like balance my checkbook. So I, my conspiracy is that that's how banks like make most of their money is just like slowly charging you more and more. <laughs> oh God, a lot to unpack here. Yeah. I could not disagree more. <laughs> why? Why? why because first of all, that's like super legal. Like they get in so much trouble doing that. Well, and then like, get in trouble from who? The government? You can't be stealing money from people. Well, they're probably in on it. The government's got to be in on oh, it. God. <laughs> so also they, they give you your balance, like your statements. Like you could balance your book, like balance your books. Like you could go back and double check everything. So yeah, even though you, I could, but I don't is my point. Yeah. So I think but, they're taking advantage of me. No, no. And then yeah, that's not, that's how they, they make money by giving money out. <laughs> no, I think that they know the certain people that never check. I think they like throw, you know, they charge you a couple extra and then some people like that are smart and balance their stuff. They like say, Hey bank, you charge me accidentally a couple extra bucks. And then they're like, okay, cut her off the list. Don't charge her any extra because she balances her books. But me, they've been doing it for they've been they've been screwing this me for like four years. Theory. They've been wow. screwing me for like four years, and they know that I'm never going to check or call them. So they just they're going to keep going until I do. <laughs> I think you need to you need to balance your books, David, and prove to yourself that you're going crazy. Well, can I just start that randomly, or do I have to like go back from from day one? You can start whenever you want it. If if they're if theoretically they're they're continually doing it like they say you are, they say you say they are, you can start whenever. Yeah, but now that I just put this on our podcast to be posted, like now the you know the IRS is listening, my bank's listening, Capital One, yeah. uh, the government's listening, and they're gonna stop because they know I'm gonna be on edge. Well, then then it's a moral win for you. you yeah, can true. save yourself a ton of money, I guess. True. Be careful, Capital One. I'm gonna start balancing my books. Yeah. I, I, do you believe in any conspiracies at all, or are you like anti-conspiracy? You know who's anti-conspiracy? Nate. Nate's anti-conspiracy. I, I'm. I agree. With, I'm pretty anti-conspiracy. Why? Why? Like, why do you just blindly trust everything? I don't blindly trust everything, but I think it's like I think spreading, like most conspiracy theories aren't founded in like actual, you know, like data or facts. So um, I think that that can be dangerous and problematic. Why? How so? Well, I mean, like like this so this one this is pretty harmless i guess but like it can build a general distrust of like banks and the government which like i don't know that's not like a that's not a good thing um like banking institutions are important to our everyday life so no um, i say we take down the banks and yeah no, and I'm, not, I'm not saying like banks are some like glorious institution i'm not saying that but like you know we, we need them they're necessary for you know for buying a house for stuff like that so um I also think like this is something that if I was really nervous about or like if I did have apprehensions, I would like bounce the books and prove it. Yeah. So I, I don't think I, I don't generally like just like blindly trust stuff, but I like to, you know, do my own research and stuff. It's definitely a conspiracy that can be proven wrong very quickly just by balancing <laughs> my books. But <clears throat> but I think my main no point here, is, my main point is just to always question everything, just to never like that, that's something that, that I've been taught is just to never like to never just be satisfied with with an answer you're given to always question it because you never know. Yeah, no, I think that that's fair. And I think maybe where like I think you know I, like there's 
it's about like doing your own research and finding like things that you trust. And so like, you know, but even those like sources that you trust, you should always just blindly trust because they said something's true. I agree with that. Yeah. But, Cause you never know who's behind the source. Right. But yeah, so it's always good to dig into that. But at the end of the day, I think conspiracies can be problematic. It's definitely more like effort to always be like on edge. That's like something that like I've balanced a little bit. Like you don't always want to be on edge because it's just more like stressful and everything. But at the same time, like some certain certain things are are just good to like think twice about. Yeah, for sure. Like I don't I don't trust any politicians at all. Yeah. Yeah. Do you? That, I mean, it's, do you just blindly trust like people that stand no, behind a podium? No, not not at all. I I mean I think it's like. I don't know, but like after like a debate, you know, there's like fact checkers that like kind of talk about or like would, you know, go and look up. Well, they said this. Is this true? So I, I think there's a lot of value in that. Um, but and I think it's I don't know. Po- politics are like hard to talk about because. Like, I don't know, there's a lot of most politicians aren't batting 100 percent on delivering what they promise. So I, I agree with you there. Yeah, they're probably batting about like. Zero percent for the most yeah. part, I would say. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, so, but I, I still think we need politicians. So I'm not like super like anti every politician. I guess. I think you'd be a pretty good politician. <laughs> I'd be a terrible politician. <laughs> I, I, I like life too much. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Do you think you would get greedy if you became a politician? Because I think a lot of politicians like get into power and they get greedy for money and power. Do you think it would change you as a man? I don't think. I don't know. I, I guess I could see. My, I don't think I'd be super greedy about power. I don't think I'm, I'm, I haven't been super interested in that ever, but I mean, I don't know. Mon- I, everyone likes money. <laughs> yeah. Money talks for sure. Yeah. But I think there'd be a, like, I'd rather make money in other ways than being a corrupt politician. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's true. But if it comes easy, it's hard to say no to. That's fair. Do you think there's anything more useless on the planet than car insurance? Because like, if you think about, if you think about car insurance, you know, is it great for like when you get in an accident? Sure. Absolutely. But like everything else, think about all the bullshit that goes on with your car and the car insurance like doesn't pay for. Like you need an oil change. Car insurance, car insurance isn't paying for that. What am I paying every single month car insurance for? They should pay for all your maintenance of your car because that's how your car stays healthy and, and good. So if they're not, if they're not going to help you maintain it, like what's the point of car insurance? I, I am surprised that you uh, wanted to discuss the value of insurance with an actuary. <laughs> I don't, I don't do car insurance, but like, I literally, what I do is like price insurance products. Um, so you're the problem is what you're saying? Yeah, I'm, I'm the problem. I'm the problem. No, I don't think the, it's not the pricing. That's the problem. It's like the usefulness of it. Like, yeah, I think life insurance is pretty cut and dry. Like you either use it or you don't, but like car insurance, it's, you pay this monthly premium for like only if you get in an accident, which like how many percentage of people get in an accident? Like I've been in one, so I can't say I'm invincible, but like, how much do you have to maintain your car like with all the oil changes or like you have a little check engine light come on and it turns out to be some stupid thing with your car car insurance isn't paying for that like I, okay two two thoughts one one is is that yeah i guess and again i'm not in the auto industry so i i don't i don't want to like shit on all the all the actuaries out there that, that do this but they, they could get more creative with like product design so maybe there there could be an insurance product that they sell that covers maintenance and like that would be that's a good idea like with health insurance they cover like preventative stuff so, you know, I guess there could be an analogy there where, you know, you could buy a product that does cover all of that stuff. Um, and, and so maybe maybe there should be more innovative auto insurance products out there. Um, but I think the whole like value proposition of insurance is, yes, like 
you end up spending a little bit of money that like as a like overall it's a net loss of money but you're protecting yourself against that you know catastrophic loss and so most americans are okay with okay i'm going to be out a little bit more every month as long as i'm not screwed financially forever if this one thing happens so that's like the whole like value of insurance yeah but don't you think like there should be more value like like you said with health insurance there's that like if you go to the, a health clinic and get like your blood pressure checked and your cholesterol checked and all that stuff, like some health insurance will give you like a little bit of money back. Hi, Sophia. She probably can't hear because it's in your she headphones. Huh? Yeah. David says hi. <laughs> but like, why can't you do that with your car? Like you're going to get oil change or preventing like yeah. your engine from getting all screwed up. Like, so give me like a uh, 20% discount or something. I don't know. Give me some sort of like deal. I'm not asking for you to pay for all my like every oil change, but like 50% off would be nice. Like I'm paying yeah, no, 100, no, it's, 100 something bucks a month. David, you've been, you, you've, you have all the ideas. I, again, I, I don't know how, how product design really works on auto, auto insurance, but it is interesting because especially like on the medical side, like uh, insurance companies have discounts with providers um, and, you know, maybe an auto insurer would have different discounts with, if you take your car to this place to get it fixed. Um, I guess they do that for like accidents, but they could do that with oil changes. There's something to think about, yeah. I think. Yeah. And like, you know, you want people to like taking advantage of it. So you'd have to say like, you have to get to this certain threshold of mileage or like, it's like a dental insurance plan where they cover like fluoride once every two years or whatever it is. Like we'll cover an oil change once every three months or once every certain miles, yeah. but that's it. Like, I don't know. I think the difference is that the auto insurance, like auto companies, aren't like financially tied to your car where they are your health. Like a health insurance company makes more money if you're healthy. Like they don't want you to be sick, um, but like they're not, that's not a quite a, the same thing on, on the auto side, but it maybe it should be, maybe they should have more financial incentive. For it's definitely not the same because like, yeah, I guess you just made me realize like the car company doesn't care if your engine goes out cause they're not gonna pay for that anyways. So right. it's none of their, not their problem. Yeah. Well, that's just stupid. Then I would say that it's the government's fault for not helping <laughs> out. <laughs> David is full of ideas and hate for the government today. Because I think, like, you're right, because the car, the car insurance companies aren't going to pay for it because, like, it doesn't matter. To, it doesn't make a difference to them. Like, you get an oil change that's going to prevent you from getting in, a, in an accident. But, like, right. I don't know. Just I'm just on a tangent food, now. Food but for thought. <laughs> there's there's something on my on my uh, notes app here that I just want to ask you because I just want to take it off the list. It's been on there for like six months. Uh, how many ping balls ping pong balls would you say fit in a in a seven forty seven airplane? Oh my god! Do you know the answer? Yeah. Seven forty seven. Uh, seven hundred thousand. Twenty seven million ping pong balls. Jesus. I guess yeah. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I was way low. <laughs> I don't know. I, th I think I saw that on like Twitter or something. I just always wanted to ask you, but I, we've never really gotten to it. So since this has kind of been like a random episode of, you know, not really very organized, I just thought I would ask you. So I love it. This, it's fun stuff though. Okay. Do you want to wrap up with like a top three today or something? Yeah, let's do it. Um, so I am doing this without giving you any warning. Sorry, but I was thinking a good theme for today would be like top three uh, Halloween candies. Okay. Yeah, for sure. So like, you know, things that people either drop in your pillowcase when you're trick-or-treating or maybe just go to the store and, and treat yourself. You know, what 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 uh, cracks on your top three? Uh, do you want to go first with number three? Yeah, let's do it. This, I'm going to know Snickers number three. 
Um, I'm probably more likely to buy a Snickers candy bar than any other candy. Um, wow. Just because there's like, if I'm on the road, like I want a little bit more protein. I'm not a huge, I'm not a huge candy guy. So that's part of it. So I just feel like Snickers has to be on the list, but it's, it's very versatile candy. Well, if it helps you, you can say your top three candies like when you were younger, if you want. Like, were you a candy guy when you were younger, or just kind of never? Kind of, kind of, kind of the same. I don't know. Okay, you're just in different. I, I, I've got, I've got, I've got three though. I'll, I'll be, I'll, I'll make it. Okay, so going Snickers, uh, number three. You're not you when you're hungry. Um, I'll go with my number three. I'll say Starburst. Getting like a strip of Starburst, mm-hmm. like in in the wealthy people's homes, you know, that was always great. When you got that, the whole strip of Starburst, or even a little two pack, you know, that was always a a good little treat to get on on uh, Halloween. Yeah, no, that's a good one. I was never a huge Starburst person, but they've grown on me, so I'll I'll, I'll accept it. Okay, thanks. Uh, my number two would be Sour Patch Kids. I love Sour Patch Kids. Just the kids. What's I'm, the difference? I'm, I'm a big uh, I'm a big Sour Punch Straws guy. Oh, okay. Those are those are good too. I yeah. So I'll I'll, that, I'll broaden it. But is that the same? Uh, they might not even be the same like company. I thought I thought for a second maybe they're like the same company, but they're different, aren't they? I think so. Yeah. Oh, then I'm sorry to step on your toes. You can have your no, sour punch kids. Yeah, I love those. Okay. Okay. Fair enough. Yeah. That that's a good pick. That's a good pick. Um, my number two. I'm gonna go Kit Kats. I'm a huge Kit Kat mm. guy. Uh, they have a great crunch, great snap. You know, they they come in all different shapes and sizes, and and uh, Kit Kats are my number two. Okay, interesting. That's I've always been very mad about Kit Kats. They're just kind of you know wafer and some chocolate, but whatever floats your boat, I guess. I'm a huge wafer guy. I think like yeah. okay. you know when I, when I was younger, I used to smack those like uh, vanilla wafers. You know what those are? Yeah, yeah. They're like the most like stale, like flavorless Bland. things ever. But God, I used to love those things. I don't know why. They, so it all makes sense. You coat those bad boys with some chocolate, and I'm all game. Okay. My my number one might be a little controversial, but I'm a big nerds fan. I love <laughs> nerds. Nerds. <laughs> that is con- that's super controversial. Going with nerds. Yeah. And do do nerds, you know, I don't this is a little bit ignorant for me, but do nerds come in any other sizes than little small boxes? There, yeah, there's bigger ones, yeah. Okay. Okay. Like movie candy size, yeah. Are you a nerds rope guy? I do like nerds ropes, yeah. I, I think I, I think I like nerds ropes. I, I'm not yeah. a you know, I actually really like regular nerds too, but I think if I had to pick, I'd go nerds ropes. Okay. That was always a great little uh, little treat too to get in here. They're kind of a little bit like uh, the cousin of uh, Pop Rocks, you know, like uh, yep. yeah, kind of just a, a little party in your mouth. Yeah. Um, my number one clear cut favorite, I'm glad you didn't take it, is Reese's Cups. I knew, I knew you were going to say that. Yeah. That, that, that was probably going to be my fourth, so. Yeah, I, I agree with you there. It's a solid candy. Yeah, solid candy. You know, I, I mentioned it with Kit Kats, but Reese's truly comes in all different shapes and sizes. And uh, and uh, if I had to pick one, it's got to be the OG cups. You put those bad boys in the fridge for a little bit. There's not a better yeah. treat on the planet. It's a good. That that is a, a good tip though, because they they are really really good, just like slightly cold. Yeah, slightly cold. You don't want to put them in the freezer. You don't want them to like hurt your teeth. You know, right. but uh, but uh, you know, throw them in the fridge, get a little crispy, cold to them, and uh, they have a great little crunch almost. Yeah. No, I'm I'm with you. I might make a little trip to the dollar store or uh, or Casey's right now and get get a little treat. Yeah, Yeah. I'm gonna show up. I'm gonna show up to the grocery store in a costume with like a pillowcase and just see how much they'll put in my pillowcase for free. I love it. You think they would go for that or no? Absolutely not. Yeah, probably not. Yeah. All right, Craig, it's been fun. Uh, listeners, I'm sorry that we gave you a two-month hiatus. Hopefully, you guys have have not lost all interest in the show and you're, you're going <laughs> to give this a shot. But uh, 
uh thank you all for listening if you made it this far in the episode craig thanks for uh for recording today making some time after hitting the bar uh for the vikings game shout out vikings good win um this concludes episode 18 of peaked in college craig any last words this is great thanks david all right thanks buddy <laughs>